Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How many days are you gonna wait before you tired and knocked down? How many days is it gonna take to to walk away now? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiancé Wrap-Up Podcast. We're here to talk about 90 Day Fiancé's The Other Way, episodes 20 and 21, a.k.a. the penultimate episode and the finale episode of 90 Day The Other Way. Now, there will be a series of tell-all episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks, so we'll talk about those when we get there. But for right now, looks like the season is coming to a close. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Huizen McKeeley, ready to break things down once more and happily as we embark on the end of this season. And with me today is a lovely guest who is not a stranger to 90 Day Fiancé, so much so that I believe he has essentially been here for almost every 90 Day Fiancé, the other way episode we've had in the last month. Welcome back in, Mr. Scally. Scally, how are you doing? Oh, hello, hello. I'm doing so well. You said that I had at most two podcasts here. I said I'm staying for two decades, so you're not getting rid of me. I'm excited to talk about, uh, you know, this season wrapping up. And uh, luckily for me, many relationships seeming to go straight down the toilet. because mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate so many of them. <laughs> I think the combination platter of them stretching out the season by making them 42 minutes apiece and also having them be relationships that are pretty much on their way out and down has made the ending kind of, I want to say sad, but not so much because I think I'm happy with the res- with the outcome, so to speak, with these uh, couples here. Same, same. I've been rooting against so many of them for so long. <laughs> I'm just very, uh, I'm, I'm feeling hopeful um, that bad things will happen <laughs> ultimately. Yeah, and to be clear, we don't wish harm or, or you know, no. sadness on anybody. But for some of these couples, it really does feel like they will both fare better if they are apart rather than together. Yeah, that's exactly it is. I'm rooting for them to be happy, which I think is by being apart. <laughs> exactly. And let's not waste any time. We do have two episodes here to talk about, which, again, I don't think it's going to be that long, but we'll see. We'll see where the where the tides take us. It is time to talk about. Danielle and Johan. So obviously the last time we saw them, they were getting ready. They were going to get gifts to give to the children around their around the neighborhood because it is Christmas time. It's the happiest time of the year, except for in this specific apartment that they are in. Now she's dressed up like an elf. He's dressed up like Santa, but they are having disagreements and things are getting a little bit awkward. So they've essentially agreed Johan has agreed. Yeah, let's go give out these presents to the kids, and then he's going to leave. Yeah, <laughs> just I don't know if he vocalized that part of it at first, where it's like, yeah, let's go do this, and then I'm I'm out of here because I don't know if I could just put on that brave face. Um, but it was uh, certainly a choice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a choice. I mean, I'm happy that they were able to do so for the children because they seemed very happy to get the gifts, which I did love. But when they get back to the apartment, this is when things get a little bit awkward because he's packing his clothes and Danielle's sitting there on the bed and she's like, nope, you can't take those. You can't take any of the clothes that I you got after I started buying you clothes. And to this, this is my take. I don't know if you have the same take as me, Scally. Once you buy someone something, it's theirs. If it's a present, it's done. Like they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, I think you give up the rights to it as soon as you give it over, basically. Um, I don't know. I don't know how uh, essentially sugar mama relationships work since that basically <laughs> seems what this devolved into um, at a certain point. But uh, yeah, it seemed like the gifts were given. They are not yours now, so you don't get to keep them. Um, and that extended to pretty much everything in the apartment at a certain point in this argument. I feel like unless it's like a family heirloom, then I'd say, okay, you know, if it's like, this is my grandma's ring. Okay. Yeah. Take it back because this is yours. Um, and we didn't work out, but everything else I think is fair game, but I love the pettiness where she was like clothes. No, he's clearly still packing. the Well, you can't take the hangers. They're my hangers. And he, <laughs> he, he has a confession where he's like, she's being so cheap. Like, yeah, these hangers are not like, gold crusted they don't matter and ultimately if you're trying to get out of this relationship let them take the hangers who cares well the thing is i don't think that daniel was trying to get out of the relationship in the car it felt like she was like what do you want to do do you want to come back do you want to live with me forever do you want to continue to be married like do you want to like please did you change your mind um and that's kind of the vibe it was giving to me and so she was just waiting for him to say no because she wasn't going to and he followed through he was ready to leave and then she was going to make that as hard as possible for him yeah, because then he went to grab the hats and it was the same rigmarole where she was like, nope, not the hats. You can't take the hats. And at this point, I think Johan gets very irritated. And then he's like, I'm going to go get Gizmo. And she's like, nope, you will not be taking my dog. And I couldn't tell. Did she get the dog back before she shut the door or no? Yeah, she has the dog. Okay. I, 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 thought I, I saw the happened. dog in her hand. Me, like I don't know if like the camera person was standing there like guarding the door like what happened but yeah she had the dog by the end of it uh, that's where I lose my mind if like I'm her and like I get it I'm petty um, but I would hope that I would not um, I don't know maybe be as unaware uh, in the situation <laughs> and uh, but as soon as you know you threaten my dog that's when I that's when I go nuts you see I feel like to me if and and obviously dog custody and stuff like pet custody is interesting because if i am if i had a pet before the relationship that's you know it's our pet but then if we break up it's my pet um but if we had a shared pet when we both started the relationship how do you figure out whose it is uh it's mine um (laughs) (laughs) i don't give up pets um no, I think that realistically, you gotta go joint custody. But I don't want to. That's my dog. Like I'm not mm-hmm. giving that up. I love it's, the dog more. Try proving well, it. <laughs> I feel like if if we're measuring who loves the dog more, I will say Danielle's the one that was insistent on bringing the dog everywhere when Johan yeah. was not. So she does win that if we're measuring it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean his argument of <laughs> I bought it for you is like well. That was her argument. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, not ideal. Uh, but does it doesn't matter. The, the same rules do not apply to a pet. That's not that's not how it goes. So, no. uh, you know, I am very confident that like you give the gift, it is theirs. Especially if that is someone's pet. No, you don't mess with. Them. No, you absolutely do not. So now she gets the the gizmo back, and now in the next episode, we see that it's been a month since Johan has left. Uh, the the apartment they are apart we don't know if they're broken up really at this point but we do learn that she wants nothing to do with him because in this past month she has been receiving messages from a woman who has been saying that she's been in a relationship with him from before they got married and then we see some screenshots that this woman was saying yeah so he's asking me to pay for the divorce and I just wanted to see like if this is true and what's going on and Danielle gets her to send some receipts in the form of screenshots, some photos that they have taken. And we find out that 
he brought her to the apartment that they live in while she was at a retreat last year. So Johan's been doing the old double dip, Scally. Oh my god. And it doesn't even sound like double. It sounds like septuple <laughs> at a certain point because, yes, there is this woman who seems like the most serious of other um, women that he has been talking to. And I just honestly kind of want to know her story and I don't really want Johan back but are we going to get like Johan and this other woman on a 90 day season like who is she what's her story I am curious because uh, it does seem like she might be sticking around yeah I don't know because I think this is going to all come out I assume I very much assume they're going to have the person on speed dial to call at the tell all that's definitely going to happen it's very much 90 day style of things but Okay, actually, this will be a good segue real quick to talk about the tell-all because we, I believe, are expecting three episodes of the tell-all, at the very least guaranteed two, and we see that they're messing with the format again. So obviously, a couple tell-alls ago, we had the panel, aka the two people doing commentary on the tell-all as it went on. Yeah, sound the sirens because it's a lot. Um, We had, uh, it was Kenny and Tim who were the panelists that were doing commentary in the backstage and like talking about the people or whatever this time, Scally, we're not doing that anymore. They decided that's not a good idea. You know, what's a better idea. Double it and pass it to the next person because we're going to have four 90 day alumni that are going to be there that have connections to this cast in Tim Andre uh, Kalani and Tanya. But also we see in the tell all that, we're going to get Jenny and Sumit on the video call talking to Kimberly. So what are we doing here? This feels like a mess. Um, This season is already so messy. I don't really think we need it, but I guess there also was like some people that like dropped off early. Like, so this is, this is very confusing. I don't know exactly what's happening here. Um, I feel like we would have been fine with just these people and given the ones that they're bringing back, I feel like they seem like, uh, reoccurring characters throughout the seasons and stuff. But I don't know if they're going to be like the messiest for a reunion. Like, are these people like standing up and screaming? I don't know. Well, Andre is, um, Tim is, Tim likes to think he's shady. But I think sometimes it doesn't come across well. Uh, Kalani, I don't think is shady. I actually think Kalani might be the most voice of reason of the four. Now, fast forward to two weeks from now where I'm like, I was wrong. Uh, But that's kind of where I see that going. And ultimately, I feel like this is them stat padding the tell all. Because remember, another couple that's going to be at this tell all is um, uh, uh, Kirsten. And was it Julio? Sure. <laughs> yes, because who, she calls him Julio. Yes, who have not been on the show since like what episode eight? They're gonna be. So I don't think they they have a lot here. So they wanted. To, I think they wanted to like you know get the entertainment in extra but, by adding more people into the mix. That's why we could have just had a two part, like nice clean two part. But given that this season was eighty seven episodes, I guess that they feel <laughs> they need to do the same for the tell all. Um, so uh, they're padding it out, but like. We have messy couples here. I think there is plenty to discuss with all mm-hmm. of the Danielle and Johan stuff. And then many of these other couples that we go through, uh, not many of them are ending on like super happy endings or had like a very smooth ride throughout the season. So I think we would have been just fine. I think so, too. Uh, but I'm I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for the tell. I think it's going to be fun. I feel like ultimately, yes, it does mark the end of the season, which did drag a little given that it went 21 weeks, but I think it's going to be a fun reunion. I think there's going to be a lot of mess. Like we said at the start of the show here, a lot of these couples look like they're facing their end. So that's going to have a lot of questions that we're going to have answered at the tell all, which I'm excited for. So uh, like I said, so basically Danielle is getting all of these receipts from this woman who Johan has been seeing. And we do see some of this conversation come up on the next time on. So, okay, we'll I see. need to address specific parts <laughs> because um, they, she says that she has found evidence from at least six different women. So it's not only this one woman. No. There have been multiple other women throughout the course of their relationship. And so I want to hear from all of them. I want to know all of the stories. Uh, she says that when they were ha- when she was handing out gifts to uh, 
the children and his family that he was sending uh, pictures of his member to this woman. Um, wasn't he dressed as Santa? <laughs> like, is this? Are we sending Santa Claus nudes? <laughs> like Santa South Claus right is sending <laughs> his beep. <laughs> like, okay, um, I'm very curious. Like, where? Where did he go take these pictures? <laughs> like, I'm very Great question. I'm confused. They were outside. <laughs> um, I don't know. So uh, obviously, though, you know, there was a little bit more of that trip than what we got to see. But I just feel like there are too many things I need to know from this storyline. Yeah. Well, also, on top of this, that specific woman that has been she's been texting with, we find out has paid for she believes his family's mortgage. And also they were together a month before these two got married. So to say that this is messy is an understatement. Yeah, I I kind of feel like we're going to get them on another season. <laughs> like, I think he's coming back. Yeah. Like, why not? So, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it, I don't think they're going to be together, though. Uh, I mean, Danielle and Johan, no. But I don't think this other woman's leaving. I, I don't finally. think they're they're breaking bank for Johan to be back on the show. I really I don't. don't. I don't much, think he offered a whole lot. How much is end. it? <laughs> like I don't, I don't know, know but it'd be a slot it'd be a slot that would be taken away from some other unhinged couple that they could get I don't know I could see it I could see depending on who this woman is like how entertaining is she um, if she's just going to let everything slide and not call him on anything then I think there's probably less entertainment value there as far as they're concerned but I don't know if there's drama to be had and it seems like Johan is never going to not be messy at a certain point, then uh, I think they're going to keep mining. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, your prediction comes true or not. But for right now, we'll wait and see what happens at the tall with the two of them. The next couple we're going to talk about and uh, pay attention audience, because this will be done in a minute. It's Kenny and Armando who once again, through two episodes, we've been doing these podcasts every two weeks, three weeks. If it's been a tough circumstance to record, we literally got one scene combined in the two episodes. And the one scene was the two of them going to the surrogate clinic, a clinic to deposit their uh, specimen for yeah, the surrogacy. Done in a minute, just like Kenny. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got many euphemisms for what they would be doing in the room. Like uh, what? Uh, uh what did Kenny say beat his meat yeah he said beating the meat <laughs> they're doing the milkshake approach where they're combining the two and they got to beat their meat they were taken to separate rooms to do so and it really felt like Kenny got the the Clayton's mom room of the walk-in closet that was converted into one of these deposit rooms because it was a very tiny looking room with just a chair and a tv that's like zoomed to your face and then Armando got a full ass suite with a bed and a couch. He could decide where he wanted to do this business. Yeah, it was very funny um, <laughs> when Kenny was like, so what do we do? I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but <laughs> it's like, OK, like, Kenny, stop it. <laughs> like he was, you know, spelling out in terms. Kenny is going to be shaking hands with the general and he is going to let everyone know. Um, so it was very funny, especially when Armando like goes to check if the door is locked it's like there is still a camera person in the room with you i know that you are not actually so uh this was a a funny scene at the very least if it was i don't know it was a little um you know parts were made for tv as well yeah i mean you know when you got no other content make the most of the content you're gonna get um so yeah they do that and then we don't see them after that basically this was their entire storyline here um in the uh tell-all promo so they didn't have a next time on for the tell-all i had to go on the 90-day twitter page to look at it and in the tell-all preview i saw we had um i think it was tim and uh, our tim was asked did you have any did you have a take on what Kenny and Armando are doing and Armando's like yeah he did and basically Tim is backing Kenny here so again I don't think there's going to be drama I think Kenny and Armando are like the most well-adjusted couple we've seen on the show ever but Tim is definitely there to try and stir some stuff up by insinuating that like you know this is this shouldn't be done or whatever so yeah I think Kenny and Armando are just there to comment on everyone else for the most part I mean they're here Kenny on 
Yeah, they brought in Kenny on reunions where he's not a part of the season, so uh, I'm sure they're just thrilled to have him there for uh, you know just the same fee that they would be paying someone else. Um, but yeah, it was funny. What do you think about the little texting conversation? That they oh my god! So yeah, so they each go into the the rooms and they have to, <laughs> you know, get beat beat the meat as Kenny would put it, and they started texting each other. And I don't. I think Armando was like, "I'm thinking of." your eggplant emoji (laughs) and then kenny replied me too exclamation point i thought kenny put a little extra elbow in this man like you're not doing it well back yeah and two people who have never sexed before (laughs) (laughs) very funny and i was like like, did this conversation happen (laughs) like what was censored was there was, was something better happening? There might have been is, more. We may have gotten like the PG version that they ended up interpreting from those messages because when Armando came out, Armando said the messages helped me. So there had to have been more than what we saw. I would imagine. <laughs> My God, if that's what gets you going. <laughs> Kenny was like, let me go get that stand outfit. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So, yeah, so they texted each other, they they arrived, and they have now deposited the specimen, and we'll hopefully get an update on where they are in the process at the tell Ooh, I'm sure that we will, because they were lay- laying out the timeline here, so it seems like mm-hmm. we should have quite the update. Can't wait, can't wait. But what couldn't wait either was Brandon and Mary, who... Obviously, the last time we had seen them, we had seen Mary talking to Brandon's mom at the church and they kind of reconciled. They seem to be in a good place now. And Mary did voice some of her opinions about Brandon and the fact that he's not been helping. He's been distant. He's been playing these goddamn mobile games, Scally, and he's not been contributing to the household like she would have expected him to. And now they're about to get married literally today. It's the day after the 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 reconciliation. And Mary goes to leave to go to the venue and Brandon and his mom are going to be getting ready here and then going to the venue. And there was some there's some awkwardness in the air. A little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, Mary doesn't seem like super excited (laughs) for the day. And, And she just basically says that. Uh, Brandon really hasn't proved himself just yet hasn't assured her that he is going to be making changes so uh, even though Angela has talked to her and said that she is going to be having a talk with him I don't think that Mary has gotten to see the results of that just no so what I did love though is seeing uh, Brandon's mom bring all of this up to him while there was just the two of them and make it very clear you need to knock it off and you need to grow up because you're about to be a husband and a father and quite frankly you need to be doing more in this relationship and brandon brings up you know i was when i was when we were living apart and i was contributing like 80 to 90 percent of my pay to to marry and then i was you know budgeting with my leftover 200 i can do budgeting but since i've been here she's been taking it over and she was like, stop making excuses. You can now fully get involved. Man up. <laughs> yeah. Did a good job of giving him a little talk. And look, I get it. I don't want to grow up. It's not real. Um, we don't want to do it. But uh, it's about to have a kid. <laughs> like that is, that is time. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're getting married. You're having a kid. It's time to grow up, unfortunately. So um, I liked that Angela was a... Uh, a good surprise here. I mean, I feel like we've expected a lot of drama with her coming to visit, and she's been nothing but a positive influence on them both. I've loved her being here. I remember when we first met her before Brandon left to go to the Philippines, and it was incredibly awkward. It was tense. It was just, you really felt like if they ever meet, it's not going to end well. And at the beginning, it did start a little rough where the two of them were kind of distant and obviously Brandon wasn't helping with a hey hug now hug now in front of me and they were like no we're not going to do that that's weird of you to prompt us to do so but looking at where we are now we've come a long way and I'm so happy that Mary has the support of Angela and also that Angela is standing up for Mary to Brandon who is clearly head in the clouds quite a bit here but now we're going to get to the wedding scally and the mayor is here to marry them the mayor is officiating. Who else? Who else could do it? No, this was <laughs> um, random. He was like, I didn't know who was going to, but 
Um, I mean, I guess good as anybody else, apparently <laughs> the mayor. Yeah. So the mayor's going to mayor and, and the venue looks flawless. Like I absolutely love this. Everything looks great. I'm excited. This should be a good wedding until we have what I can only describe as a swarming of bugs that end up infiltrating this wedding. It's a plague, like a full plague descends upon the wedding. It was wild to uh, look. I'm not someone who is going to freak out of a bug. I don't uh, like love them, but I like a bug lands on me. It'll be fine. If this happened, <laughs> I would uh, scream, scream a lot. Yeah, this was not fun uh, in any shape or form so when angela was having that panic attack I, was, I get it you are someone that regularly has a fear of bugs i'm honestly surprised that she handled it so well i mean that's the thing is that the when we first saw angela the bug saga and then you know the the spider stuff and the lizards like she was definitely seeming like she was not going to be able to cope but she seemed fine this was unavoidable this was like we're talking thousands of bugs here and ultimately she gets escorted back to the car by Brandon, who I thought did a really good job with her of like, calming her down and like reassuring her that everything's fine. And then she stayed in the car while they got through the officiating of everything. But if I was Angela, I would have gone through the same thing for sure. I feel like. Yeah. Again, I sound like I don't usually have an issue with the bugs, but just being totally unavoidable all over. They were apparently biting. Like it sounds awful just completely mm-hmm. awful um and even when they showed like huh there's a couple bugs here what's going on she was just casually using a fan to like says like get them away which before there had just been like oh that giant spider that had shed its skin and she was losing her mind so um <laughs> you know at at the shed skin of a bug let alone as many as were flying around her at that time so to see that it had just like continued to get worse and worse and she was um you know managing and then I was I was I was happy for her. Yeah, I was happy for her as well. Uh, ultimately, even the cake was not safe. Scally, the cake had bugs on it. Uh, would you have eaten that cake? So after they removed those uh, bugs off the icing, I feel like here's the thing. I would have eaten the inner part of the cake, but I don't think I would have eaten the outer part of the cake. Yeah, I think like they removed a layer of icing and like went for it. I think if you do that, I, I could eat the cake. Yeah, I don't think like the insides were contaminated by anything. Yeah. Like it's our they wet. weren't burrowing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cute when they're sitting out on like the porch and like feeding each other cake. I was like, all right, look, this is still a couple that I think needs to uh, do work. And I'm glad that they have both agreed to go to therapy as individuals and as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am uh much higher on it than i used to be because it was at a zero and now i'm at like a four so that's a big improvement yeah well it's not it's hard to not be because look at who else is there right like the, the the compared to the other couples these two are saints and i actually do appreciate them uh for the most part i really hope they're happy i really hope they're healthy everything's good with them because Again, who am I rooting for in this in this season outside of Kenny and Armando? I need one other couple at least. Yeah, I think it's them. I think that they have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought that there was one other couple who might be doing a little better until this little stretch. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Brendan and Mary, real turnaround on this season. I never saw. Yes. Them. Well, on the preview for the tell all, however, we do see a segment where. Um, Brandon is asked, what is he, you know, what has been going on when they've been having arguments? And he said when he's mad, he calls, he's called her a scammer. He's called her the B word. Oh, and I was like, yeah. well, that's out of pocket for no reason. Um, and then mom says, or Angela says, uh, you want to talk about that last incident? I was like, what was the last incident? Uh, so what? sounds like there's some trouble in paradise with these two. Um, most likely, but I believe if I remember correctly in the preview, they're both still in the Philippines together. So I think they're fine. I just, I feel like just cause a toxic relationship is still together. doesn't mean that it's good. No, <laughs> um, so, not. Yeah. I obviously get to, the, get to the bottom I didn't think of you this. were implying, but I just, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, and that is the type of thing where I just, I'm always going to be worried. I think there's like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And I think that um, we saw the best parts of things in the last couple episodes. And 
I would have liked to have honestly seen a little bit more of them post Angela leaving. I wish the filming had continued a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly they wanted to end it on the wedding um, yeah. for them to like bookend the season. But I agree with you. I think seeing some of their posts would have been better. Loki, I wish we would have seen their post and not like TJ and Kimberly. Uh-huh. <laughs> they could have ended at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the highs and lows of 90 Day Fiance. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about TJ and Kimberly. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know, when we had seen them fresh off the wedding, everything seemed to be fine for the most part. Um, but now we've we were time jumping. We're time jumping three months into the future. They've been married for three months now. And things are as we expected, Scally, because it sounds like everything has reverted back to the way it was where the family feels disrespected because Kimberly doesn't spend time with them. Now, if you all remember, Kimberly and TJ have an apartment of their own upstairs. They all live in the same house, but they got their own little thing going on upstairs. And TJ works a lot and is out of the house a lot. And when he is, Kimberly doesn't come downstairs. She pretty much stays upstairs. And the family feels disrespected because she doesn't want to spend time with them. And also, we get a little bit of added context later where for them to access the roof, they have to go through the living room of TJ and Kimberly and Kimberly has said, hey, if you can you just ring the doorbell when you come up here, because she might not be clothed the way they want and she doesn't want that to be an issue. But they took this as they she doesn't want to hang out with them more. Uh, yeah, I was so happy last time. It's <laughs> just so good for five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. They were great. They were a great five minutes on TV. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it just feels like everything has completely fallen apart. Um, Kimberly, you could just tell like energy is totally different. Uh, the family is totally different towards her. It just does not seem good at all. I 
am not shocked that the house was built in such a way where uh, <laughs> things like needing to get to the like roof access was not necessarily considered. Um, Kimberly has many complaints with the apartment, not just that. So is unfortunate to say the least. I I don't know. How do you feel about the complaint of Kimberly's not hanging out as much as they would like? Basically. So here's the thing. Again, my biggest issue with this couple is that TJ did not lay out expectations. And it certainly sounds like to me that they have some expectations of Kimberly living in this house. But also, I feel like Kimberly's not even giving an inch. Because I think if you give an inch then and they complain, it's like, well, whatever. I'm spending like an hour, two hours a day with y'all and I don't really speak the language. I'm trying out here. But based on what Kimberly was saying, the combination of the fact that she doesn't go downstairs. She, from what we were seeing, is not learning, trying to learn the language and has pretty much said, nope, I can't do anything because I can't speak the language and I'm leaning on TJ and he's working so I can't go anywhere and do anything. But also I feel like when her and uh, TJ's brother patch things, it really felt like TJ's brother was willing to help and like, you know, bring her, like have her be a part of the family. But I think she's been distant and the distance has made stuff awkward because they can't communicate and the awkward tension has made her be avoidant. And all of that put together is really going in on her because mentally it seems like she's exhausted just being in isolation for three months. Yeah, um, I think part of the one of the biggest points was, like you said, there's no evidence that she is seemingly trying to learn like <laughs> any new language to in order to be more independent. And because that's one of her main complaints is that she can't do anything on her own. And it just kind of feels like, well, we're never going to get to that point unless we start working on it. Um, so that is unfortunate. I do. uh at first, I was like, well, who cares if she's upstairs? But then I do think about my own family when we are living in a place where it's very close. And if I don't see someone for a day, it's like, what are they doing? <laughs> so um, I understand like having a very close family dynamic and having uh, not necessarily like uh, obligations, but maybe expectations. Um, so I understand it very much on that like side. It's just it's tough. It doesn't feel like uh, obviously TJ said that he purposefully hid some of the expectations from her, but then it doesn't really feel like she did a whole lot of research into like what she um, like should expect either or like in preparing herself for living in a country where she doesn't know the language. So I just like I don't know how he ever thought this was really going to work out super well. No, I really, again, it's a combination of TJ not laying out expectations. And I feel like Ash, um, Ashley, Kimberly kind of being very naive about the realities of what she was coming into and not doing research, not attempting to, again, both learn the language and see like, okay, so what happens when you're at work all the time? How do I go about living that life? Um, And already we saw things go sideways uh, in the last time we spoke about them in those three episodes where she was not happy with the way they did things with the cleaning with you know i don't want to be involved in any of this no one's going to tell me what to do and like this doesn't happen under my roof so already it felt like she was also coming in with some demands and we knew that was never going to end well yeah not ideal not ideal i mean the fact that she had only eaten with them two or three times since the wedding and lives just up one flight of stairs was pretty wild considering Mm -hmm. it's been three months Yeah, because I mean, I so for me, for example, when I'm visiting family, I'm someone who needs a social recharge if it's not like my people, because obviously your family is your family, like they're your people. But I would argue that I am more comfortable slash closer to like my friends, my circle of friends, because I can speak the way I speak with them. I can make the jokes I make with them like they they fully on a day to day. They know more about me than like, let's say, a family friend would or a relative would that I see once a year or once, you know, every six months. So for me, and when I'm in a situation where I'm with people who I can't be that comfortable slash transparent with, I do end up requiring more of a social battery recharge where I need some time to myself. That being said, I'm also very well aware that that can come off rude and come off not standoffish, but like avoidant. And I try and make a very conscious effort that when I am present with people that i'm giving it a hundred percent or at the very least trying to give it a hundred percent try and come off as 
you know, friendly and warm as I really feel because I know that at some point I'm going to want to retreat back to my room and kind of chill on my own for a couple hours. And that might come off like I'm being avoidant. So it sounds like Kimberly's suffering from something similar, but also is not doing that first part. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And it's tough because I just keep thinking about it, like in terms of how much like oh, I see my own family or how much I see um, like my family friends who like I'm super close with uh, at upstate or stuff like that. Um, but it is a very different situation with her coming in and having already had uh, issues getting along, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, with TJ's family. So it is a different dynamic, but I don't know. This is just it devolves even worse once they actually start talking it out. Yeah, it, it gets to a place where um, when TJ and Kim are talking later, uh, TJ's like, is there something you want to talk to me? Is there something on your mind? And she says, yeah, I'm feeling kind of depressed right now. Like, I feel alone. I feel like I, I don't have anything going on. And this is she did warn us that this is going to be a problem because whenever she brings stuff like this up and she tries to talk about this stuff, he gets defensive and accusatory. And you know, he was like, well, you've been ignoring them. So you think I'm ignoring them? I have nothing to say. I was like, well, that's not good. Um, and he was like, well, you're going crazy. Like you're being crazy or something like that. And she said, do not call me crazy. You know, I don't call you a dick. I don't call you this. I don't call you titty baby. And I was like, titty baby, hold on. Rewind the tape. Where was this phrase? And why have I never heard of this? <laughs> I feel like I was fine having never heard of it and would like to go back to that point of my life. This is this saying that you know you're like a babe, such a baby that you need to be breastfed. Like, is it just that? I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say that I understand the origin of the phrase. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that up to. Maybe we'll find out in the tell-all. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> Sean's like, definitely gonna be like, "So, titty baby, what can you tell us about this?" If you're like, I, I don't think that he needed the examples. Like, if you're like, well, I don't complain about how much you do all of this to me. Like, it sounds mm-hmm. like you're kind of complaining in this moment and or, you know, calling him those names without, uh, you know, with without calling him. Yeah. No, I don't offense, say you're immature. But... I don't say you're a bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you kind of are. Exactly. So now here's the situation with these two, because the episode ends with Kimberly screaming a scream that i cannot emulate ever it's like such a loud tense scream it was a lot mm-hmm. uh, um and like it took a minute to get there they both yelled at different points uh it was it was tough where she's like basically saying that like she is starting to feel depressed and he's like you're depressed for your own reasons and she's like that's always how it is <laughs> like, what do you mean so um it doesn't go great she's like i need you to like hug me and just tell me it's gonna be okay he's like i'm never gonna do that like i'm just never ever gonna do that it's like Yikes. okay like you know there are problems at on like both sides here you know he yells like he or she no she yells like shut up i was like okay um i don't really know that we're going to be making any ground in this conversation you know it uh, we get like i hate you he slams the door like it is he goes down and tells his mom like she ruined my life i was like okay i don't think there's like really a direction we well that doesn't help yeah that doesn't help either you know when when they're already feeling not great and you've actively said i can't talk to her because when i do then it's like awkward and then you come down you're like she's ruining everything she ruined my life and then to have your parents say well let her leave to the u.s then whatever we'll just chalk this up to an l and move on so okay then how do you expect them to fix things now or or reconcile when you've essentially complained to the point where they're like yeah just let her go and then when yeah. you're like, actually, I don't think we should let her go. Like, well, no, you she made you upset. She should leave. I agree with the mom. We should let her go. <laughs> like, Cut I think we losses, everybody. It. Let's call it quits. I think that, you know, it was a nice five minutes last week. But ultimately, this was um, a failed experiment. It did not go well. I don't know. God, I just can't see coming back from this. Really. Well, let me tell you, Scally, oh. we're big Jenny fans, right? Yeah, <laughs> both is, podcaster uh, and ninety dayer Jenny. Okay. We like both a lot. 
One way or the other, but sure. <laughs> yes. Well, whoa, we're about to see Jenny. I think it's pretty rude that you would say that. Oh, I don't agree with you. Oh, my God. How dare you? <laughs> Jenny from 90 Days is going to be there? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. This was your words. No. Uh, so Jenny from 90 Days, of Jenny and Sumit fame. Like I said earlier, Jenny and Sumit are going to be on video call for this tell-all. And specifically, Jenny's having a row with Kimberly saying, don't come back to India then. Just stay there. And I thought, oh, my God, there's going to be a fight and I'm going to be on Team Jenny. And I'm so excited. Never before would I have thought I'd be excited to see Jenny and me back on my screen because, again, we see a lot of them. But bring them. I'm so excited for these two to be there to, to fight Kimberly. I'm so here for it. <laughs> it's really funny because... At certain points, like you think that Kimberly, that like Jenny and Kimberly would like be able to bond in that like Jenny's had really bad experiences with Samit's family in general. Um, and I wonder what exactly it is that has Jenny so firmly against Kimberly because look, I am not a big fan of Kimberly, but I would be, I'm a little surprised that she doesn't empathize a little bit more, um, off the jump, but I don't think she's wrong. I, like I, I think that um, both relationships warrant reevaluating at points. See, I think I can understand why Jenny's upset with Kim more than anything. Okay, because it feels like to me, Jen, Kimberly got everything Jenny didn't. In that, yes. when the when the show started, Kimberly had the blessing of the family. Kimberly could stay with the family. They were rooting for them. They allowed TJ to have a love marriage without any complication. So all of that was there. And I feel like Jenny was just looking for that for seasons, for years, where the family was like, nope, the age difference is too much. We will never approve. And there was so much drama because of that. And I think they would definitely have some shared sympathy for each other with regards to the all right, and now you have to do all these duties. And they're like, well, no, this is not how we're going to have our household be. Because I think Jenny has both shown that and Kimberly has voiced that as well. But I think it's that. It's the ungrateful approach for Je Jenny. Because Jenny's like, you had it all. You have everything. What? How are you complaining? I don't understand. So I'm here for the fight. Yeah, I definitely see it from the point of view of like, you were accepted. Like, I would give anything to be like accepted mm -hmm. by like my husband's family. Um, and... I can see that point of view, but at the same time, Jenny's never learned the language. Jenny has never like, there's so many things that Jenny has refused to do to put themselves in a better situation as well. Um, but I guess she complains about it a little less, but uh, I don't know. That's why I was like, uh, not that I'm saying she should or should not feel sympathy or empathy for Kimberly, but I was mm -hmm. just a little surprised. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, felt the same way, but then I didn't realize how quickly I would forget the surprise and just be more about the the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, mess. Woo! I love mess. I only wish it was in person. <laughs> well, you are about to have mess in person when I tell Jenny what you said about her on this podcast uh, yeah. this week. So I'm sure that the tapes will be kind to you. <laughs> they will. Watch. I'm going to edit it out and make it nice. I I know you will. <laughs> I will not, <laughs> not have that kind of time. All right. <laughs> Two more couples to go here, Scally. Let's dive into the Holly and Wayne of it all. So Holly and Wayne, last time we saw them, the the living in South Africa was getting to be too much for Holly. The, the load shedding combined with the fact that uh, Wayne was working a lot and she was left alone. Again, very similar story to some of these other couples we're seeing. She was not dealing well with it. And her mom has now left them uh, and has gone back to the States. When Wayne came home, she said, we're moving to the U.S. We have to go to the U.S. I don't want to be here anymore. And Wayne did not love that. Wayne feels betrayed because he thinks I'm providing a roof. I'm providing money. I'm giving like she has everything she needs here. She has resources. We have friends. And he feels like she's betraying him by wanting to move to the States. Now, he goes to see his dad to seek his dad's advice, Wayne Sr. And initially it felt like dad was on his, on Holly's side. Mm -hmm. And then quickly dad was not on Holly's side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as soon as Wayne came in saying that, oh my God, Holly is just, you know, B wording and moaning all the time. I was like, no, <laughs> like we're done. Like maybe we should just evaluate how you talk about her to start. Um, because that's going to be a problem. Um, 
But then, yeah, you do get Wayne's dad kind of saying, like, of course she's stressed. Of course that, like, she uh, would feel like this. And then, uh, like, I kind of question why she did marry you in the first place. But it's like, okay, well, now she wants to leave. And it's like, oh, well, that's bad. Like, then that we're turning around there. So, um, you know, at least he was pushing back on Wayne and not just enabling. Yeah, so I feel like with dad, ultimately, the way he sees it is like, well, if she leaves, she's abandoning the relationship, which I don't think so. Even Wayne was like, she can do long distance. I can't do that. I was like, I'm pretty sure she said you come with, not I leave, you don't leave. And then I did feel like it was incredibly selfish of Wayne to be like, well, I'm not going because my dad is here. My job is here. I was like, yeah, so what she abandoned for you, you're not willing to abandon for her. Good to know. Yeah, but like those were the terms agreed upon, you know, and so I'm not saying that she would be wrong for Mm -hmm. wanting to leave and not wanting to give up her life. But when you discuss something and make agreements and he says, like, basically, like, I can't leave. Here are all my things. And she says, "Okay, I can. And then she says, like, never mind. Uh, How about you just give up everything? Like, I could understand how that would be frustrating because I don't think that I could just pick up and leave like i can't imagine doing that um and so i you know like good for anyone that like that's their journey but like it's just not mine um and so i can empathize from like that perspective but it's just the way that he is going about it is like what is so incredibly frustrating yeah i these are this is a couple that i feel like from very early days we have said and i have said i've let them go like let them go let them tap out i'm okay with this uh we do then see wayne take her back to the first place they where he proposed and he kept saying well it feels like this just it's just easy for you like you can go back to america it's so easy for you to make that choice and that upsets me and then he kept repeating in different ways if I knew this would happen, I would never get involved with an American. If I knew it was going to be this difficult, I wouldn't have done it. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> relationships are hard, buddy. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, it's just so easy for you. Well, I never would have done this. I'm like, yeah, I feel like we're maybe be like, you know, mixing up our messages here. Um, not really ideal to be saying that, like, how could you just go ahead and throw this all the way? Because I wish I could. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm a little confused now. I really don't get it. Um, because, again, compromise, conversation doesn't seem to be apparent in this relationship. Holly does storm off after the seventh time he said that if he knew this was going to be like this, he wouldn't have gotten involved with an American. So we do see on the tell all preview that she has been back in the U.S. for four months without Wayne. So yeah, we'll see what exactly that entails, but it can't be good. Scally It's good for us, but not good for them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that it was just after the last podcast that I had texted you like, Hey, I think I forgot that Holly, her whole opening storyline was that she had been married, I believe twice before. Mm -hmm. Um, and either on her wedding day shortly after her wedding day etc was like oh no this is so wrong like immediately it might have been three times i forget uh but that she just has done this in the past and kind of just been like i hope that doesn't happen with wayne and now it's like oh (laughs) here we are and i don't think that it is necessarily that holly is um like actively sabotaging herself or anything Mm -hmm. i think that she's probably romanticizing their relationships and ignoring red flags before she commits to a lifetime and then all of a sudden sobers up as soon as you know the wedding's over and now i actually have to think about what it will be like to be with this person and live here for forever it's a huge commitment it's a huge step to take and if you don't think about all of the factors it's going to be a tough adjustment as someone who has gone through a similar process albeit relatively easier given that the proximity of canada and the u.s is a lot closer but also borders shut down right after i got here because of covid so it's not like i could go back and forth or anything um it was still a tough adjustment and we had thought about all of the angles. I, I mean, I knew personally that I'd fare well being at home 
because I'm usually indoors at home anyway. I'm not really a, I need to go to a thousand places. I need to see my thousand friends from because of the fact that I moved from Dubai a decade ago, I was so accustomed to already keeping in touch with friends and family through video calls and messages that I don't feel a disconnect. If I don't see people in person, I still need that. And I still satisfy that where I can, but that was definitely a harder adjustment for me. But every other thing we had talked about and we had kind of, you you start building the expectations of what you're going to see and what you're going to get. And even then it's still going to be tough because there's still stuff that I definitely overcalculated or undercalculated how tough they were going to be. But you adjust and you work through it together with your partner. Not a solo mission. Yeah. I mean, it's just different for everyone. And it just seems like, you know, Holly is not someone who can do this. And I feel like Wayne is not someone who can do this. And like, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Independently, just (laughs) probably not going to be sustainable in the long term. Like, uh, uh, you know, and maybe we're all better off. There we go. And and truly, we will all be better off. So, <laughs> all right. One last couple to dive into here, Scally. And this is the story of Shekinah and Sarper. Their entire storyline in the lead up to these two episodes is Sarper has started saying he wants kids. And Shekinah is upset because she had made it very clear that she did not want kids. He took her to the uh, hammam, to the bathhouse place to kind of butter her up a little bit and reintroduce the convo and she did not take to that she was like absolutely not i'm not doing this no 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 no. so they're still arguing so she walked away from that room and this is where we pick up now where she feels like he switched up even though they had talked about it from the first time they had met that she didn't want to have kids and she feels like if this is such a priority to him he should find someone who's on the same page as her which i 100 same page as him which i 100 agree with by the way yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know he's like well i bent for shekinah so she should bend for me it's like how <laughs> what did you do <laughs> you stop sleeping with a different woman every night like cool she did the same <laughs> like you know and hers wasn't as drastic of a change it seems like according to the story we're getting um but like you agreed to be monogamous like that is uh you know a change on both your ends from when you were single otherwise i don't really know what you're changing all that much Sarper. yeah i was so he walks into the room with her and he's upset that she's not even crying right now and she's like why would i cry for someone who's expecting a child after five months of dating only and then that really hit a nerve with him because then he started saying you know what whatever you think it'll bother me it'll take me two days to get over you two days no big deal i'll be done i'll be past it and then he tells her to book a flight so seems like they're going into a bad place as well uh-huh yeah i mean he's like why aren't you crying it's like neither are you <laughs> you're yeah, threatening to leave kids? her <laughs> like what are you talking about you're the one giving ultimatums and uh, like i don't what are you ta- like what are you doing um and so you know it's, it's like oh you're not gonna cry well uh, i won't even remember you it's like okay <laughs> like bye i don't know he's just <laughs> giving her every reason that she should leave yeah and then moving forward from that they get back to the apartment and she goes into the bathroom and starts packing stuff and says i'm gonna go to a hotel i need some time i need to think and he's like no you know how about how about um you don't do that she's like no i'm gonna do that she starts packing her bag he starts removing stuff from the bag as she's packing and he says how about i sleep on the couch or we just sleep in separate rooms and she's like no 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 i need the space i'm going to a hotel And then he says, if you go to the hotel, I will delete you, insinuating that he'll delete her from his life, which I thought was bold. (laughs) Um, I've never really heard anyone use delete like that. I mean, it's a whole one Instagram post that he has to delete. So I'm sure (laughs) it'll take a while. (laughs) Like, you know, you didn't leave much of a paper trail, buddy. Um, So (laughs) I, at first he really assumes it's a move. Like, I think that he's, he's like, even like, Oh my God, I hate this move that she's pulling. And he's like, I will not let you leave. And then, okay, now actually I'll sleep on the couch. Oh, now actually I won't even come into the bedroom. You can have that fully like to yourself. It's like, no, she wants to go to a hotel and like, yeah, this is probably a bad sign, but like you pushed it to this point. This was you. This was all you. And, and you know what? He fully realizes this because she does stay at a hotel and she's been ignoring him for two days. And remember, Sarper said, it'll take me two days to, to get over you. Um, In these two days, this man has, 
lost it. He can't picture his life without her. He fully went to her hotel and tried to do the um, was it from say anything with the boom box out the window? He's like doing he like stood outside the window, made her go there and is like holding up a heart and is apologetic. So who would have thought, Scally, the man said, I can't picture my life without you so far as to say that, yeah, in a battle of, you know, losing Shekinah or having a child, I think losing Shekinah would be worse. Yeah, look, she goes to the hotel for two days and the man goes from one of the most toxic masculine people I've ever seen in my life to uh, folding like a piece of paper. Um, mm-hmm. I, he was standing outside doing heart messages. I kind of was like, ew. <laughs> 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 like, uh, this is cringy. <laughs> um, so it works for Shekinah, like, I guess. So great for them. But, you know, I, I think the like sending the videos of how sorry he is and like, I'm embarrassed and like, you know, let's talk like that is <laughs> more of showing up outside. I was like, hmm, I don't love this. No, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, it looks like they're going to end up being fine here uh, moving forward. I can tell you that um, Shekinah has posted or I think their shared account that they have has posted a photo of them with the it's the two of them with the entire production crew that was assigned to them and uh it is a very funny post because let me see what the caption had said hold on hold on the caption reads so it's a yeah it's a photo of the two of them with the camera crew and the caption reads what a great journey with bests teamwork hashtag 90 day fiance the other way and the whole camera crew is dressed very much like, you know, regular wear <laughs> or whatever. Are you seeing the photo? Yeah, I just looked. <laughs> and this man is shirtless in the middle, dressed like a wrestler, pretty much. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it probably was just like, okay, we shot our last scene. Like, that's it on production on like Shekinah and Sarver. And he probably mm-hmm. like, yay, like, let's celebrate. Which is so weird because so many of their final scenes were uh, very toxic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for them just to like get together where he's in some gray sweats and you know baby oiled up shirtless was an interesting look yeah it's definitely a choice but listen they look like they're fine question mark but what's not going to be fine is in the preview we did talk about are they going to bring drama these four guests that are coming in oh. and we have a battle of Andre versus Shekinah because I guess Andre uh, Shekinah called Andre one of the most toxic peoples or something and Andre's not taking kindly to that and is facing her and confronting her about it so that's going to be a lot of fun I think look at who you lay with <laughs> no I would answer <laughs> to that like really <laughs> I, 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 you know not like the example of how to act but it's, it's look at the mirror <laughs> at the same time yeah please and thank you <laughs> That is interesting. All right. I'm invested. I'm ready for this tell-all. Same. I think it's going to be fun. Now, obviously, this episode, you know, a little behind the scenes is dropping on the eve or literally hours before the part one of the tell-all. Uh, my, I will be out of town for the next week. So next week, we'll talk about episode the tell-all part one and two. Um, I, or if I do see that it's three, I might just wait and do all three in one go because then it doesn't make sense to just do episode three alone. So keep, you know, keep looking at the space to see what we end up doing. And um, I did have 90 Day Fiance proper planned for recording today as well. However, my guest is unable to make it and I am going to instead choose to push that as well to next week. So I think next week I might do a double feature uh, for 90 Day proper, but then that'll be back on his weekly schedule once this uh, week is fixed. This is a very unique week because obviously I'm going to be out of town. So I appreciate all of your patience and I do thank you for listening in on this. We are, however, at the end of this episode. Scally, thank you so much for coming on once again, not just today, but every time you grace us with your presence here on the Hot Mess Express. It's truly a delight. Let the people know where can they find you and what other things you have going on at the moment. Thank you for having me. Always a very fun time to uh, hang over here. I am currently talking about this season of the challenge over on the free agents podcast with Matt Ligori. I've been doing a lot of fun over there and anything else I'm doing is on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash B Scally. And I think that's it. 
There we go, Sky. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for being here. Y'all can find me, of course, uh, with these ridiculous sirens in the background. It's so annoying. I do apologize. But you can find me on Twitter at Puyas. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. So come through, check it out. Always do appreciate it. As far as podcasts go, Scally and I are about to wrap up a whole show. We're wrapping up Traders Canada. The finale is coming up this week. We will be conducting exit interviews with everybody that's left in the season so you can expect all that to come your way this week also the mass singer will be recording over the weekend so you'll be getting that we'll see who makes it from group b into the finals and also i was a guest on both the house of villains podcast and also on the bnb this week talking survivor with mike and liana yeah they're playing some games thank you so much everyone for hanging out with us we hope you had a good time we will catch you next week but until then take care have a good one Bye. How many days are you gonna wait before you tie the knock down? How many days is it gonna take to decide to walk away now? Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.